Welcome to the Every Morning Quarterback, a special Thursday night Jets and Bills preview featuring a good friend of the show, Steve Mathis, otherwise known as the Judge, Judge Mathis from now Cover <laughs> One, Buffalo Sports. Steve, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Just making sure to get on Twitter right now, retweeting this, so uh, we can get we can get some Bills fans in the comment section to give you oh, a time and help me out. They're going to have a lot to say, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, that definitely not a lot of Jets fans popping into the comment section. I'm definitely sure of that. Uh, you know, it's been a pretty good four weeks for the New York Jets. I'm not going to lie. There's uh, a lot of promise happening right now. Last week was a win-win. We showed some good signs. Zach Wilson played well. We didn't hurt the draft position. So it's a win-win. But yeah, you guys are still what? Still top five? Still still clicking on the we top five? We got number four right now, uh, which is our own. And I think number eight is what we get from Seattle at the moment. Hey, at um, least you didn't. Uh, at least you didn't trade your first round pick. So that's huge. And also, a lot Gino of a lot of top ten picks us. can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, Gino came back to help us. You know, losing a bunch of games for Seattle, so it all comes full circle. Uh, but the Bills have a big one this Sunday. Hard to say that any game against the Jets is a big game, but you win and you're the AFC East champs, and uh, that's a lot riding on it. Of course, Pats need to beat beat Miami mm -hmm. as well, which is not always a given at this time of the year. Um, but let's start with this game. Let's get right into it. And yeah. the first meeting between these two teams, uh, it did not go well for the New York Jets, the New Jersey Jets, as the Buffalo fan base likes to point. Uh, and as a lawsuit currently being filed <laughs> in New York, uh, also uh, claims the New Jersey Jets. There's a lot of different law uh, lawsuits I'd like to file against the Jets organization. <laughs> the name is not one of them at the moment, but uh, the first meeting was a blowout, uh, ended the Mike White Cinderella story, um, which you might see coming up later in some of the top five anti-Jets moments in Bill's history. Uh, but how does Zach Wilson, who's playing well right now, giving the guy his you know due, uh, how does Zach Wilson fare any better against one of the top pass Ds in the whole NFL? Can he do better than what we saw out of out of Mike White? I'll tell you what the 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 answer here is is not likely. Um, when you posed this question to me, I went through and I just like I was like I was curious. I'm curious. Like what if you were to accumulate all the statistics that quarterbacks have put up against the Buffalo Bills defense this year, you would have a full 16 games right now. And if you put up all the the players who played the Bills and their passing statistics against the Bills this year and, you know, turn them into one quarterback, that quarterback stat line would be a completion percentage of 57%. They'd have thrown for 2,960 yards, have 11 touchdowns, and 19 interceptions. That's just how dominant the Buffalo Bills' pass defense has been. Now, a lot of people will point and say, well, you know, they really the only two quarterbacks they played this year are Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and maybe even throw in, like, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it has not been the murderer's road they faced this year, but – you play who you play, and it's not exactly yeah. like Zach Wilson is a quarterback who has statistically let uh, you know lit the league on fire in his rookie season. The Bills passed defense eleven games this year without allowing a passing touchdown. Only three games this year where they've allowed two passing touchdowns. They have no quarterback has thrown for three passing touchdowns on them. Ten games quarterback has been under two hundred yards, and they've only allowed one three hundred yard passer. That was Tom Brady, and it took him to overtime to reach 300 yards. So if you're looking for Zach Wilson to cap off his rookie season with 300 yards and three touchdowns, um, and it, it, probably not going to happen. Statistically, it's more likely 
under two yards, and you'd be lucky to get a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, those are not pretty uplifting stats for the New York Jets fan base to hear. That that stat line was an entire season for Mike Glennon is what that, is that, is that basically <laughs> And just so you know, because I just said all of those things, he'll probably throw for 404 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> he'll probably have the game of his life, and then yeah. somehow we'll call the wrong play at the end of the game, and he'll quarterback sneak <laughs> at five yards and lose. Uh, yeah, that was that was some pretty damning stats and bad evidence for Zach Wilson to have a breakout game. He's playing well right now, but to your point, the Bills haven't faced a murderer's row. Well, Zach Wilson hasn't faced a murderer's row of pass defenses in the last three weeks either. The Jags, the Buccaneers' pass defense is nothing to write home about. Uh, and before that, it was the Houston Texans. So not, not, not exactly, you know, the cream of the crop for pasties that he's faced as well, just enough to give him some confidence, which is all I can ask for at this point. Um, and then you might ruin my confidence for next season. <laughs> <laughs> the last game. Hey, we're going to, we're going to get into that, that Rex Ryan game later. So you, that's, oh, that's man. my biggest fear right now, even though we've already clinched. Uh, we, we, we got a chance at the two seed this weekend with the Bengals pretty much benching half their roster and, and having yeah. the other half of the roster on the COVID list. Um, you know, we're a Broncos upset on Saturday away from possibly winning and getting the two seed. So, yeah. um, I, I have all the, uh, the, the lack of confidence in the world <laughs> that something bad is not going to happen. And actually while we're on that subject, uh, wasn't one of my prep questions here, but I got to ask, is there a team that's currently in the playoff mix that you don't want to see? I mean, I'd rather not see the Colts again. I mean, they absolutely yeah. crushed us on the ground. Um, yeah. If there is one knock on this Bills team this year, it has been uh, their inability to stop the run. And I think it's overblown to an extent, but still there's a lack of, yeah. of physicality on this football team in like the front seven. And you see them do things like over-pursue a ton and, and they struggle with counters and cutbacks. And when the running back gets to the second level, they struggle in wrapping up tackling. And I mean, yeah. the Indianapolis Colts just put on an absolute clinic against uh, the Buffalo Bills when they played them uh, a couple of weeks ago or about a month ago or so, um, where Jonathan Taylor, I mean, just absolutely went off and and they crushed us on the ground. Yeah, it was. And there's a team coming in with confidence since they did it in in Buffalo, too. So that mm -hmm. they'd be coming in with confidence. Col yeah, Colts, like the Colts, Colts Chiefs in the first round would be, would yep. be ideal. If one of those teams would just knock each other out. That'd be great. It would be great. Yeah, I like the Raiders for you guys. I think Raiders, Chargers, those pass-happy teams would find, mm -hmm. you know, pa uh, Patriots again. I don't think Patriots match up very well. I know what happened in the first time. It was weather. And, yeah. I wouldn't be able to stomach it, just the thought of – Just having to think about all week the Bills possibly losing to the Patriots in that yeah. game would be uh, – I, I don't know if I could handle it physically. Yeah. <laughs> I would like your chances, but you're right. There's always you just never know, uh, and then you'd have to listen to that for an entire off season. I listen to it every single you know week. With I live with fans, <laughs> host with Patriot fans. And, uh, oh, do you yeah. do you get the W E I uh, where where you are? Is that the radio station <laughs> yeah. that you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. We get all That's that. This is it's bad. I actually throw this um, you know up whenever they're talking about the Patriots. Just. So <laughs> Can't can't have like a non-biased opinion in there. But uh, speaking of the Bills, the Bills offense, which has has clicked the last couple of mm -hmm. weeks, you know, it's definitely a lot. I think a lot of people say it's the Josh Allen show, but there's a lot of other pieces that I've noticed are coming out right now. 
uh, Devin single Singletary is starting to emerge. You know, Gabe mm-hmm. Davis starting to emerge. So what specifically has clicked in that Bills offense that since the second half of Tampa, really, that has you thinking that they could have another deep run and possibly get over the hump and get back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, as is with most teams in the playoffs that, that find success and have success, the Buffalo Bills have finally sort of found some form of consistency along the offensive line. Deion Dawkins um, missed most of training camp with COVID. He was hospitalized. He looked not so hot to start the year. Our franchise left tackle. He was out with COVID again, uh, despite the fact that he was vaccinated and already at it. Um, missed some time. But he since he's come back that second time, he's looked on top of his game. Ike Bucker tore his Achilles. John Feliciano's missed most of the year. But now Ryan Bates has sort of assumed that left guard role. He's doing really well. Mitch Morse at center, and then Daryl Williams and, and Spencer Brown, the rookie third-round pick, who no oh, one thought Spencer. was going to play this year, um, has finally solidified the right side of that line. And it just seems like over the last couple of weeks, they're communicating well. You know, when one defender leaves the other guy on a stunt, they're communicating in the right way, and they're picking it up, and they're starting to so, show some tenacity in the running game. They're feeding Devin Singletary like a feature back. They've been rotating backs all year. Backs are struggling to find consistency. It seems like the Buffalo Bills have finally picked one, and that one is Devin Singletary, who's averaging almost five yards a clip um, and about 15 yards a game. So they really found some consistency in the run game last week. Singletary went over 100 yards, two touchdowns. And Josh Allen, I say this, uh, but it's also incorrect. It's also inaccurate because he went and he disproved this last week. But up until last week against the Falcons, when he threw three picks, uh, Josh Allen had finally found sort of a, a balance between a, a Josh Allen who makes those crazy plays down the field and a Josh Allen who's willing to check the ball down because all season long teams are too deep shell in the Buffalo Bills and dropping everybody yeah. back into coverage, trying to rush with five, four or five, it being semi-successful because our offensive line has struggled and Josh Allen sort of not willing to acknowledge the check down, trying to make the big play down the field, throwing an interception, which is something he got back to a little bit against Atlanta Falcons last week, but that New England Patriots game, it was literally uh, – it, it was Josh Allen's best game of his career where he just balanced the shots he was taking down the field with taking what the defense given him given him and sustaining drives and and not forcing uh, not forcing that ball down the field. And uh, uh, truly, if he can play the way he did in the Patriots game, ain't nobody stopping the Buffalo Bills in the postseason, especially the way their defense uh, plays as well. Yeah, you know, a lot of teams have been playing Buffalo similar to how teams were playing Kansas City early on, right? Making that quarterback who likes the big play force them to take what they're giving them. And Patrick Mahomes struggled for seven, eight weeks to to do that. And he's starting to, you know, obviously Kelsey's playing a lot better uh, as net right now too. But I, yeah, if we get the Josh Allen that I watched last, you know, two Sundays ago, I mean, yeah, it's not going to be a, a, a an, an issue at all in the playoffs i mean that was tough to stop tough to stop a guy who's got that dual threat ability but also is making those plays in the passing game uh when we think about the jets side of things where can the jets find any hope this time i mean you you read a bunch of really bad stats that go against the jets finding any kind of success in the passing game but where can they find anything against the bills a team that seemingly has their number in this Josh Allen era, uh, where do yeah. they find any of that success? You know, I'll tell you what, it, offensively, I think the two best weapons you had, uh, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, Moore's obviously on IR. I don't know Michael Carter's status for the game, uh, but if Michael Carter's playing, I would feed Michael Carter. 
Um, Ty Johnson's looked really good for you guys. And the thing is, is like he's sort of a, a physical back who's not afraid to lower his shoulder. And that seems to be something that's uh, given the Buffalo Bills a, a little bit of trouble over the last couple of weeks. So, you know, getting Ty Johnson involved and maybe Ty Johnson, um, you know, just getting into a rhythm. Uh, he's the kind of guy who could really jumpstart the Jets offense and create sort of a balance that Zach Wilson will need to be successful on the offensive side. But at least on the defensive side for the Jets. Robert Sala is going to have to leave his comfort zone. The last game the Buffalo Bills played the New York Jets, Robert Sala played Robert Sala's defense. He didn't play the defense to try to stop Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills just exploited it. There was one point in the game where Stephon Diggs was on, um, for the life of me, Javelin Gidry, I believe, was the corner he was on, yeah. and uh, Josh Allen threw him a fade in the end zone, and it, it didn't work. You know, jo- uh, Stephon Diggs wanted to catch it, but Javelin Gidry kind of like forced him out of bounds a little bit. He only got one foot in. What did Josh Allen do? He called the same play the next play and threw it for a touchdown. They had no respect um, for the people in the secondary. And it was mostly because Robert Sala wasn't giving any Josh Allen any looks or um, making him think twice about working the football down the field. So if you're the New York Jets, you got to do what any defense has done this year that's beaten Josh Allen. You got to drop back into a two deep shell, drop most of your guys into a zone defense, and then pray one of three things happens. Josh Allen decides he wants to force the ball down the field. You get pressure with four or five guys uh, because the O-line is not clicking. Or you hope that one of two things happens. The offensive line gets no push in the run game. And, um, you know, they you can't force – and it doesn't force you out of that two-deep shell. Or the Bills have no faith in their run game and just continue to force the pass into a two-deep shell. Yeah. That's really that, – that's the thing about the Buffalo Bills offense is there is a way to stop it. But if they're clicking, there is no way to stop it. It's yeah. all about getting them out of that rhythm, and a lot of it has to do with dropping a bunch of guys back and trying to get pressure with four or five guys, which no offense to the Jets' defensive line outside of Quentin Williams, Sheldon Rankins. I just don't know if there's the dudes to get to Josh Allen if you're only rushing four or five four or five guys. Yeah, it hasn't been great. I thought we were going to get a lot more pressure on the quarterback than we have been. Franklin Myers has had a good year, but it's not – that's not going to be the issue. I do like Eccles and 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 Hall have been a pleasant surprise in that back, mm-hmm. but I agree. There's not a lot of respect for the other guys. The safeties take, I mean, they just consistently, I love Austin Riley, but he take he took an awful angle on the final touchdown this past Sunday that Tom Brady threw. I mean, that wasn't he 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 could have been there, but he was mm-hmm. way too shallow, let a guy get behind him and then took an underneath angle. And yeah, the rest is history. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you on the piece about getting out of Salah's comfort zone because Salah likes to play a certain style, and that's not how you're going to beat this Buffalo Bills team. So if the goal is to beat Buffalo Sunday uh, and not just hang in for a while, <laughs> you know, you definitely have to shift things up. Uh, which which Buffalo Bills player, in your mind, you know, obviously we got the Josh Allens, the Stefan Diggs, you know, the star power. Mm-hmm. What player on the Bills needs to step up, though, in order to try to avoid a potential Rex Ryan-esque upset Sunday? Uh, I mean, I'm just going to – I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm not going to pick one player. I'm going to pick five, and that's the offensive line. I mean, that's it's, it's been the story all year long. I mean, they, they absolutely clicked last week, and I get that it's an Atlanta Falcons defense that uh, in, their front, in their front four outside of Grady Jarrett – um, not the most intimidating group in the world, but you saw Buffalo Bills offensive line that from left to right absolutely took it to the Atlanta Falcons and set the tone at the line of scrimmage. And Josh Allen had all day to throw the football. 
they don't need to be perfect. I, I, I made this comment all year long. The Buffalo Bills don't need a top five offensive line. They just need a top 15 offensive line. If you can get me the 14th or 15th best offensive line in the National Football League every year, that's good enough with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the most pressured quarterbacks quarterback in the league this year and in the top three in uh, lack of interceptions or fewest interceptions compared to how much he's pressured because Josh Allen is able to um, avoid that pressure and still make plays down the field. But he's also, as 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 much as he can channel Superman sometimes, he can't always be Superman, and he does have a bad tendency of trying to force down the field, fall down the field, or play hero ball. So as long as the offensive line steps up and doesn't puke all over itself, the Buffalo Bills will always have a chance on a Sunday afternoon um, or whenever it is they're playing. I guess well, it's still technically afternoon at 425, even though Bills Mafia will tell you 1 p.m. starts are bust. Like There's, there's a, a massive debate. <laughs> I don't know if you have this in the Jets community because you guys probably at least, um, you know, maybe not so much recently, but back in the day when you guys played a ton of primetime games, the debate in Bills Mafia right now seems to be um, between the one o'clockers and the primetime people. And there's yeah. like half of Bill Mafia is like, oh, I'll play every game in primetime. I can't believe we don't have 16 primetime games. The disrespect to everyone else who's just like, I want to play at one o'clock every week. Um, so that's like the massive debate in, in, in Bill's Mafia. And, well, and, and there's that, and there's that like atmosphere piece of the yeah. tailgate in the morning going right into the one o'clock. I know a lot of people college college game days style where if mm-hmm. the game's prime time, everybody's wasted by about two in the afternoon. Yeah, Bill's Mafia, <laughs> Bill's Mafia can't make it till four twenty-five. <laughs> exactly, and then everybody, and then nobody's really you know hyped for seven because they're you know their eyes are shutting by eight. Uh, so yeah, there is that piece to it, uh, you know, kind of pacing, pacing yourself throughout the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's like to have a primetime game lately. We've had, we get that token Thursday game where we wear yeah. our blacks and we lose. We've, we've been there. <laughs> yeah. I still remember I don't know if this shows up on your, um, it's a game you guys won. I don't know if this shows up on your, on your list, but the, the, uh, infamous red and green game where, uh, folks who are colorblind <laughs> can tell who <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, it's there. <laughs> uh, and just before we actually get to the top five or top six, I think I have moments in Jets Bills history. Uh, time to have a little fun and call your shot for the game Sunday. Um, kind of a segment we do on our every morning quarterback show Saturdays uh, where we just, you know, make a statement or something about the the weekend. We'll make ours very Jets and Bills uh, you know, mm-hmm. tied. And you just call your shot of something that you think is going to happen this Sunday um, so we can have the video uh, receipts for when it does happen. You can go <laughs> ahead and call your shot. A couple weeks ago, one of our co-hosts said uh, that Chase, Higgins, and Boyd were all going to catch a touchdown against Baltimore. He was pretty, he was pretty darn close. <laughs> Everyone, I think, but Chase caught one that game. Uh, so I can start. He, he made up. Here. He made up for it. He made up for it the next week, I guess. Oh right? yeah, he more than enough made up for it. For sure. <laughs> uh, I'll start with this one too, and uh, I got a couple. But one of them, I think, I'm going to call my shot, and I'm going to say that Mitch plays Sunday. Uh, I think it's going to be that kind of score, uh, and I think you're going to have it in. You're going to have it in lock, and I think uh, it's going to be let's rest Josh Allen for the fourth quarter or something. I. I'm going to call my shot. I'm going to say Mitch plays Sunday. Ooh, what's the spread in this football game? You, you're, the, you're the betting guy. What's, what's the spread in this football game? You know, I, I've seen it move a couple times. The last time I saw it, I want to say it was like eight and a half. But let me just – I'll get that number up for you. Yeah, because 
I'll, I'll tell you what. I think this game my, – my call in my shot is I think this game is going to be closer than people think. Um, I think the New York Jets are going to throw the kitchen sink at the Buffalo Bills this week. I really like Robert Sala, and I, I think this team is playing for him. Uh, and I think this is going to be a close game. I don't know if it's going to be uh, Tampa Bay level close, but I'm willing to call my shot and say that this game will be within uh, within the spread margin. Um, you know, you are in luck. It's 16 and a half. Okay, I think it will. I think that the Jets will. I think the I think the Jets will beat the spread. Um, yeah. you, you saw it that you saw it last week against the Atlanta Falcons. They got super sloppy, and yet they still ran away with it. I think the same thing will happen uh, this week, where it's it's crazy, right? Like you think this team would be laser focused, and I think they are. It, it seems like in everything I've read this week, Micah Hyde says they they are talking crap back and forth with each other. Uh, in practice this week. So it seems like they're keeping each other pumped up. Uh, Sean McDermott is really hammering home. You know, it's been like 30 years since we clinched the division at home. Like we clinched it last year, but we clinched it on the road. Um, I think with the Bengals, with Joe Burrow not playing, half their roster being on the COVID list. I think Mm -hmm. if uh, the Denver Broncos can, can upset the Chiefs on Saturday, the Buffalo Bills have a shot at the two seed. So uh, the Buffalo's got everything going for it, about everything going for it. But like at the same time, if if the Broncos beat the Chiefs and the uh, Bengals lose and the Bills lose and the Patriots find a way to win, all of a sudden New England is the two seed in the AFC. So that is not something that I want to see. And just like the inner Bills fan in me, who's just been shell shocked for like you know thirty plus years of my life, is just like that's just the things that I fear. So I think the game will be close. I'm willing that's this is me growing as a Bills fan. I'm not willing to call like some I'm not willing to call some like Rex Ryan over Ryan Fitzpatrick Ian type of upset. But I do think whether all that thing, all those factors, the Jets throwing the kitchen sink at the Bills um, because they got nothing to lose. Uh, I do think they keep it within those 16 and a half points. I guess that's not really as risky as I thought it was with that spread being. Uh, I, I really like that call it about it being close. You know, I think it, it could be. This is not the the, the typical Jets taking team either. They clearly showed last week that Salah's mm-hmm. trying to win games. He's trying to build confidence with these with these guys. They're trying to they're trying to like uh, you know get guys to come in in the offseason and want to play in New York. So you're right. They're not going to just lay over. So they're 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 definitely going to give some fight. I feel like that fight might not be enough. Uh, that's why I'm calling Mitch. My other one here is uh, it's more it's more Jets oriented, um, and it's kind of a duel. Uh, I think Barrios is going to be the only Jet to score a touchdown, and I think Zach Wilson. This is a, this is the bold one. Will not throw an INT against the Bills' pass defense. Ooh, that is my, I like that. that. Is my bold. Yeah, I don't think he's going to throw. An, I think he's going to be playing way too, way too uh, conservative. Mm-hmm. Weird, I'm sitting. Wilson. But. I'm sitting here trying to like, I'm trying to figure out like what would be bold because I just, I really feel like this is going to be a very unmemorable, unremarkable game. Like I just, I don't foresee. <laughs> yeah. I don't foresee like it being like. I don't foresee anything crazy happening. I don't foresee like, um, you know, a player on the Bills team quitting ripping off their shirt, walking off the field. I don't foresee it taking the Buffalo Bills, like a walk-off shot with a minute left. Like I'm not like foreseeing yeah. any of those things because um, the weather is going to be crappy. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say – I'm going to go with uh, – I called this last week and it didn't happen. Um, I'm going to – everyone always seems to, at least this season, 
just are they're ready to write this player off and say this player is done and, and be done with this player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I don't want to get into his off the field stuff or anything, but it just seems like every time this player is uh, doubted, he always finds a way to to prove uh, to prove people wrong on the football field. I'm going to go Cole Beasley gets 10 plus catches, uh, goes over 100 yards and scores a touchdown. Okay, so we have Josh a Braxton Barrios uh, call and a Cole Beasley call. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Braxton Barrios is a free agent, correct? Yeah, yeah. Does he not? Does he ever muff punts? Because uh, we need a, someone in Buffalo that doesn't muff punts. So he, Braxton Barrios is a free agent. We might be on the market. I'm sorry, we might have to steal him from you. Yeah, I he for me he's one of the top guys. I think we got we, we have to keep. He's not, you know, he's obviously not a superstar, but I think he's yeah. one of those guys that every championship level team has a practice. Play, plays a role, yeah. He just does a whatever, whatever, and that's, and that's what you need. And I love that about him. Um, you know, I'm waiting for him to sign back, and then I'll get the and then I'll get the Braxton Barrios jersey. Um, but I'm not I'm not wasting money like I did with you know Le'Veon Le'Veon. I'm not I'm not going to do that again. Ooh. Speaking of jerseys, it's a long shot, but I have a Stefan Diggs jersey. I got it when he helped me win a fantasy football championship last year with, with uh, you know, just single-handedly against the Patriots in the last game of the season. He won, he made me come back from like 50 points down. <laughs> if the Bills beat the beat the Jets Sunday, I'm willing to wear my Diggs jersey, take a picture and have it be the every morning quarterback Twitter and and on the Instagram picture for an entire week. I'm willing, right. I'm willing to do it. I almost <laughs> think we're some like if, Bills like standing. If I but. if I had if I had any uh if I had any Jets gear, I would be I'd be willing to wear it if the Bills lost a game. But uh unfortunately I'll do I don't want anything. <laughs> I'll do you one better. You change your Twitter profile pick every now and then to certain guys. And uh, how about if that happens, if the Jets win, it needs to it needs to be Rex Ryan. It needs to be Rex Ryan oh, yeah. wearing Kitty's a wearing a Jet sweater vest. Okay. <laughs> I was like, can it be, can it be uh, Zach Wilson's mom? Oh, equally as fun. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, equally as fun. Uh, I'm sure she's having a day today on January 6th. <laughs> For sure. I'm sure she's having a day. Uh, so let's get into some top moments in Jets Bills history. I thought about like, Hey, I'm going to come I'm going to go and research and come up with like what I thought, what I think are the most monumental but, you know, then I was like, no, I'm going to have some fun with it. And just the ones that I remember the most, you probably can remember the most, uh, and just funny ones to me. I mean, we we obviously could have gone the route of the, you know, 1981 playoffs. Obviously, the 1981 playoffs, the the famous Mud Bowl, or the Bills ended up winning, I think it was 31-27. Uh, we could go with OJ breaking the breaking the two 2,000-yard barrier in the 70s. We could have some fun. We could even go a little more recent. You know, you probably can remember this game when they had to play it at four. Yes, Field. Scott Scott Chandler. Uh, because, yep, doing the shovel and the the Jets had everything go their I way. Mi- I miss Robert for Lewis. that game. That was a Robert Lewis game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they got blown out. It was like forty-one to ten, and they literally had everything go right. Bills had to move, play a home game, and like you know, freaking Detroit. Uh, they were late to the game. I mean, it just everything went this the is, best way. And they go, this oh, is the God. number one reason why the Bills need to build a dome is because they <laughs> they do well in dome. They were lights out. Yeah, they were lights out. In the with, dome. With, within like the next week or so or month or so, it's it's, it's expected that the Bills are going to uh, drop the proposal for their new stadium. Uh, oh. And right now it's looking like they're going to build a Seattle-style stadium with like the overhang, kind of like Miami. Yep. And uh, that's another thing. 
that the Bills Mafia is very torn about right now, dome or no dome. I'm team okay. dome. Fuck the weather. I'm just sick of it. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this, but I would be. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Trust me, things <laughs> a lot worse have been said on on every morning quarterback Saturday. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm for whatever would get my team to you know play play better and keep the fans a little more comfortable, right? I, uh, I just went to the I just went to the Fiesta Bowl and like here's how big of a baby cool. I am now. Yeah. It was it 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 was like four it was like fifty degrees in Arizona, which like I'm not complaining about the weather, like the, the temperature at all, but it was like 35, 40 mile an hour wind gusts. Like walking into uh the rocket ship in Glendale, my hat was blowing off, right? And I walk into the stadium and I just like literally sat there and I could have been wearing shorts and a t-shirt watching uh, Notre watching Notre Dame and Oklahoma State. Like Literally, yeah. just just absolute comfort. I was nice and toasty in that stadium, like in my quarter zip and my jeans. So it was wonderful. I don't know. I understand why anyone would want to have to like. I could. I would have been sitting in there with forty five mile an hour winds blowing my food and my drink and everything everywhere. Yeah, I've seen the uh, Seattle one up close and personal, and it's a and it's a work of art. Uh, I've been into Met MetLife, and it is one of the weirdest places to watch a football game. The way that that stadium's built, because uh, you yeah, you're 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 right in the elements in the MetLife too. You're up in the wind, mm-hmm. man. It is brutal. And the game I was at uh, years ago was like a thunder and lightning uh, delay on a Monday night football, which was oh, last. Yeah, I've never been to MetLife. I was at the old stadium for a game that I think you're going to bring up here. In the, in oh, the, uh, I'm sure we are. In the cliffs. Uh, so let's start with the most recent one. I'm going to go with the ending, the ending of the Mike White uh, era. <laughs> I mean, you just couldn't have a more Buffalo Jets thing happen than the fact that we were kind of getting mm-hmm. a little fed up with Zach Wilson, even though he's only been like four or five games. Mike White, Cinderella story, beats the Bengals, amazing. And then we're like, this might be the guy. And then he gets hurt against the Colts, so we never really know, oh, this is it. This is the guy. I think mm-hmm. I remember even going on your show during that week, and I, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mike White, baby, Mike F. and White. And the Bills <laughs> literally ended the man's career. So mm-hmm. much so, the next time Zach Wilson was out, they started Joe Flacco. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Joe Joe Flacco, like, Joe Flacco's three for three for forty-seven yards and a touchdown in garbage time against the Bills might have been the fourth best quarterback performance against them this season. <laughs> yeah, he was lighting it up. I mean, just an um, awful way to to see the whole Mike White is he is he the, is he the guy? Forty-five I, I, to ten. I mean, it just geez. that goes that just goes to show you like what a week to like what a roller coaster ride an NFL season is. I mean, the guy went from no one knowing who he was to Jets fans thinking like he's the answer, and even like even pundits on TV yeah. saying like, "Oh, could this guy like you know be a guy that could be traded in the offseason and get a shot to start somewhere?" And he's out there puffing his chest saying he should have been the first quarterback taken in that draft. Like, just. It was an absolutely wild three weeks on the Mike White roller coaster. And then sure enough, like after all of that, in th- that, that happened this season, yeah. no one even remembers who he is like yeah. 10 weeks and later. It was no the kind even- of roller coaster that a half like baked carny put together and it just fell apart halfway through. Is and he, is he just- still even like, uh, is he on IR? Is he still your backup? Right. I think he's had COVID for like six weeks. I think they just oh, said geez. he had COVID and said, Mike, sit it out. Uh, yeah. yeah, that one ended. That one ended quick. Uh, another great one that uh, I'll, I'll throw at you here. I'm sure you can remember this. Oh God! Right? Uh, when the when the Jets decided to just disrespect the Bills, Jamal Adams there blitz uh, 
they were whooping it up, dancing, having a time during a timeout. Look at look at look at Jamal Adams. He's hitting the, he's hit, he's he's hitting the nay nay. Um, he's not hitting the quarterback anytime soon. I'll tell you that. Uh, but then they did that, and they go and get they get smoked <laughs> in the second <laughs> half of that game. Classic. Wait, did we win? Moment. Did we win that game? Did the Bills win that game? The Bills ended up winning that color rush game. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I it remember was, uh, for the Jets, life of me. Jets had a lead, I, I, and then the Bills yeah. came back. And, yeah. I just remember I, – I still remember to this day them dancing like that. And, like, just my inner Bills fan, like, I'm not a I'm not a, a, a vengeful person. And, like, I would never, like, in a million years be like, go take some guy's knees out or something like that. But I was just watching them do that, and I'm like, I even hate those dudes. Like, yeah, I was I, like, somebody go like take a shot at one of them. Like, I I don't know what it was about it. Maybe the fact that it was just the most annoying dance moves possible, and the fact that they were doing it like during it. I that like I was super triggered from that. I, I as a Jets fan watching it because when they came back from that like TV timeout and they showed it, I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, what those are you doing right? Those now? jerseys slap though. By the way, those jerseys. I do. I do like the color rush jerseys. You know who didn't like the color rush jerseys? That's number three on my list. The colorblind. <laughs> they did not like the color rush jerseys. Uh, that's an infamous game where you know, great. Yeah. It looked like you know, uh, Christmas on the field. It was. It was. It was great. So unless, festive. Yeah. Unless you're colorblind, uh, I think it was Lawrence Times tweeted out during that game. He's just like, yeah. I'm having a hard time watching this. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, I'm colorblind. My, and, my co-host on the air raid hour, Dave Tilton, is literally red, green, colorblind. He, he oh. had no, he was, it was like watching a game. It was like watching a game in like the nineteen whatevers, like black and white. Like it was, uh, and and the, at the same time, it's like watching a black and white game where both teams are wearing black because you can't even tell the yep. difference between the two jerseys. Um, yep. So yeah, that was absolutely uh, crazy. What a what a marketing mishap! Classic kind of NFL <laughs> it, it, oversight it kinda, in it. Yeah. It kind of like, and also the game wasn't in the winter time. Either. It was week two, right? Nope. It was week two. <laughs> it was very early in the year. I remember I, I, I literally watched two. it. I watched it at a at a at a PE conference, and it was which happened during yeah, like the beginning I, of my uh, school year. Was, and it was that was my yeah. first my first year in Arizona on the West Coast, and I had to um, I had to drive from work to a bar down the street from from my school because the game started at like six o'clock my time. So like I had to like rush home from work or rush to the bar from work uh, to even catch that game. I was like watching the first uh, five minutes on my phone. I had never like run into that situation where I had to like rush somewhere to go watch a football game because yeah. I'm used to just like having a giant buffer. To if it's a night game, oh, I got two three hours to get home from work, or if it's a you know a Sunday game, etc. Never oversleep the football game until I moved to the West Coast, and uh, <laughs> yeah, never uh, never had a rush to go to a primetime game. Uh, until I moved on the West Coast. That was a weird one. It's the only reason why I remember it was week two. <laughs> yeah, rush to get to the color rush. Uh, Bill still use those red uniforms. Jets obviously hate, switched hate, up, but yeah. and here's what I hate about the, the red national uniforms. football. Here's what I hate about the National Football League too. So they had a, a blue and white scrimmage in the preseason um, to sort of replicate, uh, you know, before trade, like during just a training camp scrimmage or whatever. And you know, the quarterbacks wear the red non-contact jerseys. So what Josh Allen did was he wore that red jersey with white pants and red socks, and it was absolute. And he was also wearing the visor that game. Just absolute fire. I know on Madden, whenever I play Madden, everyone rocks that. Every Bills fan rocks the red on white with the red socks jerseys on Madden. 
But for some reason, the NFL won't let the Bills do that. Like Josh Allen even was mic'd up for that practice and like was looking at the equipment guy. He's like, this is absolute fire. I want to wear this during the season. And the equipment guy's like, yeah, the NFL won't let us. Haven't they gotten have the reason why. So yeah. weird. The weird helmet roll goes away next year. Helmet roll goes away next roll next year. So that yeah. should uh the Jets ever gonna bust the, out uh, those... Bill's Bill's red helmet return. The know? Jets ever gonna bust back those uh the Jets can bust back those like they try to recreate like a 1930s leatherhead jersey with oh the modern NFL New uniform. York uh, Titans jersey. Titans. Yeah. Oof. I have a New York Titans are farm so... jersey from back in the day. Oh yeah. Those, those are so are... ugly. So those ugly. are those are bad. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of, of teams have done it too. Yeah, it's not even the Jets. They're not the only ones who've done oh, it. Oh yeah. Uh Packers and the Steelers had some horrific. Yeah. My worst Bron- one. Bronco, Broncos might have done it too. Yeah. Broncos, the Eagles had the worst one by far when they did the yellow <laughs> and like the light blue and it was like the Chargers. Oh, yes. What are you Ooh. doing? That's not the Eagles. Uh, you're going to remember this one. Speaking of just bad. <laughs> yeah. ah, oh, uh, no. And then he tries to like get up there and have some fun with and he just gets manhandled. Oh, great. It's uh, Sanchez. And it's, it's really funny that you bring up Mark Sanchez too because he actually just called the Bills Falcons game and on the air raid hour, he was my jabroni of the week this week because he was <laughs> effing terrible. So every every summer, Josh Allen uh pays uh Jordan Palmer, I'm sure pretty handsomely. Jordan Palmer, how about this dude living the life right now? He just works out with quarterbacks every summer, like in Malibu, and then spends the whole rest of the NFL season just chilling. And he just gets paid to just hang out with like top tier quarterbacks and train them um in the offseason. But uh I, Sanchez does something similar, and I think Sanchez might be a little salty at Josh Allen for not paying him uh, to train him in the offseason because he was ripping on Josh Allen the entire – like there are people – I'm I'm very critical of announcers and, and color commentators and things like that, so I might be a little biased because I think they all suck. But um, there were people out there who were like, I never complain about the play-by-play crew, and Mark Sanchez had a bone to pick with Josh Allen, and he, he was criticizing how much he ran. It's like, really, Mark Sanchez, I don't think you can ever criticize – quarterback's running style that's not something that you are as someone who ran into a butt and fumbled you are not allowed to to Again, critique yeah, someone's a, yeah, yeah the yeah, the yeah, anti-josh yeah. allen right there yeah uh <laughs> it was yeah, pretty brutal was, that was the height of when the jets really started to come down off that afc championship high and i remember yeah. that clip being played it was just just an embarrassment i couldn't go to work the next day because i had to hear everybody talk about like dude your quarterback flinched because <laughs> another grown man made a movement towards him in a football game <laughs> uh and that leads me to probably the, the my worst memory as a jets fan of the last 11 years that we've been in this playoff drought oh yeah the rex ryan revenge game uh, the Jets had just beat the Patriots in overtime. Sweet touchdown to Eric Decker. Ryan Fitzpatrick's got the magic. And then Tyrod Taylor comes in. And, I shouldn't say comes in. In his own, in his own home stadium. Yeah. He, they, they took it to the Jets. Fitzpatrick, was it five INTs? Four in the fourth quarter? Just brutal. Uh, yeah, that was – I mean, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that football game. Oh, I'm sure uh, did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, man, there's – I'm seeing, nothing right now. I'm seeing so many uh, – I'm seeing so many players there that uh, I, I I miss so much. Uh, look at that. Nikel Roby Coleman didn't even get famous until he left the Bills. Uh, famous yeah. for that uh, that epic Chris playoff Ivory moment. One there Chris Ivory, f- former Bill, uh, yeah. former Bill there. Oh, that Bakari Rambo. Forgot about Bakari Rambo, one of the greatest names in sports. But Chris Hogan was on offense. That offense was legit. It was Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, Chris Hogan, Sean McCoy. 
Uh, yeah, if 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 only if only Rex Ryan hadn't come in and ruined that beautiful beautiful defense that Jim Schwartz had built uh, and dismantled like that 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 Bills team will always be remembered for I think the most. 10 men on the field penalties in the history of, of or 12 men on the field penalties. Like there were, there were, there were spurts of the season late that season where, you know, there was 12 men on the field and then there was 10 men on the field. Like they couldn't get 11 guys on the field to save their life. Uh, and Rex Ryan wanted to blame everybody but himself. But uh, my guess is, is because Rex is used to counting toes. So he only goes up to 10. <laughs> would, blame, that would, that would just be my guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, uh, that was, I believe, and then the next season he was—he didn't even make it through the next season. He was fired. No, and then that was the Sean, and then and Sean McDermott came in, right? He was yeah, right after then, Rex. Yeah, and then our Lord and Savior Sean McDermott. Came yeah. In. yeah, it was. Uh, and just to me, that was just peak Jets. Like, because I mean, 2015 was still only three years since we made it to, or four years we made it to an AFC Championship. So mm-hmm. we're still, I, I was still thinking as a fan, like, all right, you know, now we're now we're back. Brandon mm-hmm. Marshall, Eric Decker, Chris Ivory, Fitzpatrick, a good defense. And they just go to Buffalo and get just, <laughs> and I mean, that, and that's, five INTs. Oh, and that's the that's the biggest fear this weekend too. It's just like they're obviously the Bills have already clinched, but I, I mentioned the worst case scenario where the Pad Patriots can win the AFC East and possibly get the two seed. That, that that's what Week 18 is all about. Like it's 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 a pride thing sometimes. I mean, I remember last year the Dolphins could have gotten into the playoffs. Uh, and the Dolphins were playing for the playoffs live, and the Bills backups curb stop cool. in the second yeah. half. Uh, you know, ran up the score on them. So uh, a bunch of practice squad guys. So um, a lot of times it's about you know a lot of times those games not it's not even about there's there's talent everywhere in the National Football League, and a lot of times the key to winning football games is just inspiring and motivating that talent because there aren't a lot of bad football teams. It's the best of the best from college coming to the professional leagues, and and um, you know you've seen you've seen coaches. You know, you've seen the Dan Campbells of the world because that's, that's pretty much Dan Campbell's Super Bowl is going to be the day where he rallies uh, a week 17 team to, to save his job two years from now. That's going to be his Super Bowl. Not a big fan of Dan yep. Campbell. But you have those sort of yep. coaches who who can inspire people and motivate people. And, and, and Robert Sala pegs me as a guy who's going to get that team busting their ass uh, on Sunday and literally yep. throw in the kitchen sink. That's not a team that I think is going to bend over and just let the Buffalo Bills do whatever they want to them. They're going to take pride in the fact that a team that's trying to win builds confidence that it's essentially, they're going to call it in their, in their own locker room. This is a, this is a Jets playoff game. Is that's how they're going to preach it to those guys Mm -hmm. is I guarantee you, I guarantee you that that game is played on a loop in the locker room this week. We could do that to them. (laughs) Like, like, Hey, 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 look, look what they did to us a couple of years ago. You owe this to, to you owe this to our fans to make yep. the Patriots number one again, just to spite the Bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, or the Jets and Bills are going to get together pregame and go, we don't want to see the Patriots, right? Oh, okay. And then they're all going to shake hands. And <laughs> well, We don't actually want to see Bill do it again. So. I, I don't know the exact scenario, but the Chargers and the Raiders play on Sunday night. And there are, depending on the way the outcomes happen in the earlier games, there is a scenario where the Chargers and the Raiders can tie. And yes. both teams will make the playoffs. I, I want to see Steelers win. I want to see scenario. Yeah. I want to see Sunday night prime time. Both both. Do you? What do you think would happen? What do you think? I, I, I'm being serious here. What do you think would happen if Brandon Staley and Rich Bisaccia got together at midfield before the game and said, "We're just going to kneel it the entire game. 
Sunday night football. <laughs> Sunday night football in prime time. If they just yep. agreed to kneel it, like what? The NFL would lose their mind, right? I think like, the NFL people, would, would people be would, suspended for that? I think the NFL would just, even though there's probably no written rule about it, they would probably make up some sort of a rule that says that you can't do that, and they're gonna, they would, yeah, they would sanction the hell out of those two teams, <laughs> absolutely. Like, no, ban them from prime time. You know, uh, yeah. Peterson last year lost his lost his job because he decided to take his starters out at the end of a game. Uh, I mean, it's pretty interesting. The Chargers don't have any. The Chargers don't have any fans to begin with. I'm pretty sure the people in their stadium yeah. wearing Chargers jerseys are plants, like that are paid by the owner, yeah. Dean Spano. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't think I've I've never met a Chargers fan. Nope, I've never met a Chargers I, fan either. They don't exist. Yeah. They don't. No. They're not. They're a figment of people's imaginations. <laughs> they don't yep. exist. Yeah, and I, I think that game Sunday night. It's going to be fun to watch, see those two teams get into the playoffs. Could be playing to see who plays Buffalo. That's a great jersey uh, matchup, too. Great jersey match. Every Chargers game is a great jersey matchup. I, I love the Oakland Classics, too, uh, yeah. you know, this is with the whole silver and black. Steve, let's get a score uh, prediction before we go ahead and sign off here. Jets, Bills, Sunday. Let's get a score prediction. What do you like? Uh, I'm going to go – Bills 23, Jets 13. Wow. Okay. Keep it low. The, the weather I don't think is going to be great. Listen, the, yep. the I'll tell you what. I've – the 20 years I can remember of the Buffalo Bills, uh, being a 31-year-old Bills fan, uh, they have never played a season in worse weather than they have every single game. You saw the New England game. They have played so many games in just absolute crap weather all year, and it looks like that's going to continue again on Sunday. Josh Allen, like people were talking about all year about Josh Allen regressing, regressing, regressing. His statistics are practically the same as they were last year. I think he's down. He's down like yeah. five touchdowns, and he's thrown a couple more picks. He and honestly, been in the Pro Bowl. he should have yeah. been the Pro Bowl. Lamar Jackson's stat lines yeah. are just doo doo. Uh, apologize for my yeah. dog sharing the background, but he <laughs> he. Uh, my wife just got home. That difference between last year and this year, I'm 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 convinced it's the weather. The weather has just been absolutely horrible yeah. for the Bills. They they had almost double digit games where the weather has just not been ideal. I think what your dog is saying is he's like Josh Allen should have made the Pro Bowl. He's just like going ballistic. He's like, yeah, that's right, absolutely should have made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I you know I'm gonna I'm I'm a little bit jaded as a Jets fan, so I'm gonna say 31 to 13 Bills, uh, which would make my Mitch Trubisky call. Uh, probably pretty accurate, and uh, Barrios being the only Jet to score, <laughs> being accurate. I I would um, enjoy that. So if you're right, yeah, I'm, I, I'm I think it's gonna. With you to be right. I could see it being like you know 10, 13, 10 at half, solid keeping it close, and then just what happens when the when the Jets play teams that are they're just outmatched in talent, and uh, Buffalo takes over, giving you the AFC East, um, which would set up quite the quite the potential playoff run. It's been a wild year, though. You mentioned it. Uh, we've seen Texans beat the Titans, Jags beat the Bills. We've seen I still have a lot of no these idea. upsets. No idea how the Titans are the one seed. I am just baffled. Baffled. And they might get Henry back, and that is terrifying for the rest of the AFC. They've, they've been just as good on the ground without him. Yep. <laughs> like They've been it's super wild. good. Uh, what's his name? Coming out of nowhere, and finally his knee is healthy. Uh, a former Texas running back, Deontay Foreman. What is yep. that's a that's a story that's not being talked about either. I, I get that his stat line isn't crazy, crazy good, but like 
Um, I mean, he's had a couple hundred yard games now, a couple multi touchdown games. Like, that's a guy who blew out his knee a couple of years ago. I mean, that's a really cool. He was a good college player, Deontay Foreman. That's a really cool comeback story for him. In, in I think I stashed him in uh, fantasy like four years in a row. <laughs> Just kept thinking it was going to be the year that he breaks the out. Year the, year, the year you did. The one year you did. Yeah. <laughs> the one year I didn't do it, he busts out. Uh, should make for an interesting run for the playoffs. Exciting for the Bills Mafia uh, to have another playoff run in them. And uh, we'll see. We're hoping that the Jets' time is next year. Fun stat that I saw earlier today was that if you took every one-score game and you flipped that result, what team's actual records would be in Buffalo? Those would be undefeated. And one. Yeah. Oh, 15 and 1. Yeah. There we, 15 we and got, 1. We get the, flipped every yeah. Game. The, so we've won 17 games in a row by double digits. That's an NFL yep. record going back to last year outside of the playoffs. 17 games in a row by double digits. We're the number we're, we're like the number one scoring offense in the league. Might be number two or three now, and um, and we've given up the fewest points in the league. Like literally, it's yeah. crazy. All the games we lost this year have been one score games. Uh, it was it was Tennessee on the goal line on that on that on that quarterback sneak that uh, on, on fourth down as time expired. Uh, there's obviously the Jags game, uh, the Patriots yeah. game, and the in the in the conditions. Like it's been a really the Pittsburgh game when we just decided not to pass block for an entire game. Um, it it was just super, super strange year, but 17 games in a row, we've curb stomped dudes and we've just lost five really close ones. So if we're due to start winning some close games, uh, look out (laughs) because the Buffalo Bills, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like if it was the the Colts game was the only game this year where they weren't, that was it. Where they, where they they legitimately like lost, lost. I get that losing is losing, but, um, yeah. Where they've just like never had a shot was that, was that Colts game. Yeah. And that's a team hopefully you won't see again in January here, but we'll see. I got, I, you know, I've had a pretty good streak of these big upset picks this year, nine and eight on the year, a lot of close losses. I had a nice streak going. Uh, I think the Jags, there's a fun, there's fun stats out there that would support a Jags upset over the Colts. Colts haven't beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville since 2014, including last year, the Jags were one in one in 15. Their one win was home against the Colts. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I was really hoping that that team would um, just like light the league on fire when Urban Meyer got quit, when Urban Meyer quit or got fired, just so just to make I it look like it was all Urban's fault. Yeah, but no, yeah, it was it was uh, actually the team. Oh, no, it, it was worse. They're they're really bad. They're, they're, yeah, and for some Trevor reason, Trip off. Yeah, I, no. I, I don't want to go too long here, but I don't. I the Jags Twitter page right now is an absolute work of art. I have never seen a professional football league. For professional football team, every tweet has been ratioed where there are yep. more comments than likes, and almost every comment is some Photoshop version of a, a clown with a mustache like Shad Khan. Yeah. It is absolutely incredible. And it started after reports came out that Trent Balky, who only got his job because he was sort of like an Urban Meyer stooge, because Jacksonville has no idea what the hell they're doing, is somehow going to survive and be able to pick the next head coach of the Jaguars, which is just incredibly stupid. That's right. Um, uh, owner's going to owner in the National Football League. Who would have thought the Jags uh, had such a passionate fan base? I, I, well, that's the thing. It's kind of yeah. easy to ratio the Jags uh, tweets when they only get like 200 likes. Like yeah. they, Their tweets only get like three, 400 likes. Like you go yeah, to the Bills thing. To, like yeah. every time the Bills tweet, it's like a thousand likes. And yeah. every time the Jets tweet, I'm sure it's like a thousand likes. But yeah. when the Jags tweet, it's like 250, 300 likes. Like neat. I, there are some like Jags fans do exist. I've seen them. Uh, Mac Jones, the quarterback of the Patriots, is one. 
uh, he's been seen a, as a child in a Blake Bortles jersey, so you know he's a fan of the boat. Uh, oh, okay. Have you seen that picture of, of I, Mac Jones? I have not seen him in a Bortles jersey. Patriots, right. Patriots fans love to show the pictures of Josh Allen and uh, Tom Brady jerseys. So um, <laughs> we and Bills, we and Bills Mafia did some digging, and there is a photo on the internet of. Uh, Mac Jones at like some kind of concert rocking a Blake Bortles jersey. So, so one was so one was rocking the goat, one was rocking the boat. So, uh, yep. yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I'll think I'll take that Tom Tom Brady jersey uh, over the Blake Bortles jersey. But oh yeah, we'll see. Uh, great Sunday of NFL action. Jets Bills is just one of them. Steve, thank you so much, man, for coming on. Hey, thank you, man. I appreciate it. And, yeah, talking some Jets Bills. Hopefully next year we're talking a more meaningful game happening hey, regularly season if, for us. If, uh, if the Jets' success coincides with uh, the downfall of the Patriots, uh, I will have no <laughs> I'll have no problem sharing the division every other year with the Bills getting like the wild card and you getting the the title and then us getting the title. You get I, I have no problem I have no problem time sharing the top of the AFC East as long as the other team gets the wild card <laughs> and the Patriot and the Patriots stay home. I got no problem time yep. sharing the AFC East with you. Hey, I'm 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 calling I'm calling my shot right now that Zach Wilson is going to be better than Mac Jones. I know everybody's on the Mac Jones train. Zach Wilson's going to be better. I, I mean, it. a lot of chinks in the armor there for that Mac Jones. Uh, that Mac Jones. Uh, hot start. The guy can't throw a ball yeah. over ten yards in the air. Yeah, you can, you, you can tell B Mac I said that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Please, I I will. I've already <laughs> joked with him that you know Mac will have a nice career, you know, as like a turning you know point USA. He's Chad Bennington. Or He's something. Chad. <laughs> he is. He is legitimately Chad Bennington, which means he could have a solid NFL career. But I don't know. He'll uh, be the anchor of uh, Fox and you know Friends in like 2027. He'll be great. <laughs> he'll uh, go back to. He'll go back to McCorkle full time. He'll go back to McCorkle and be on there. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. And uh, Steve, before we we sign off here, where can where can people catch the show on Cover One? Yeah, just head on over to the Cover One YouTube page. Uh, my co-host and I, Dave Taylor, we host a show called the Air Raid Hour. We are live every Monday night, reacting to the football games uh, and at nine o'clock. And we actually do like a quick forty-five minute hour pregame show before we Bills game, so you can catch our Bills Jets preview. It's Bills specific for any Jets fans watching. Um, uh, from 12 to one on Sunday. And then, you know, we'll give people, we want to watch the one o'clock games too. So we're going to give the people that three hour window to catch the replay if they don't want to watch the one o'clock games. But uh, yeah, once the season is over, we go really, and, and you're just a general NFL fan. We go really heavy into free agency and the draft. Uh, and we're every Monday and Thursday in the off season uh, at 9 PM Eastern over on the cover one sports network on YouTube. So you can check us out there. I'm I'm just chomping at the bit to start talking draft. It's pretty unhealthy. Oh, can't wait for the draft. And yeah, everyone <laughs> should go check you guys out. You guys know what you guys know what you're talking about. It's a really, really fun, fun show. Dave's awesome. I mean, definitely go and check these guys out. Follow them on Twitter. You can see Steve's handle on the on the screen. And then at the Bills guys is uh for the air raid hour. We haven't gotten uh, cease and desist for that yet. Our show used to be yet. called that. Our show used to be called that. We got C and D. But yeah, I guess you yep. can't see India a Twitter handle, which is good for us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's good for a lot of people that I've seen on the <laughs> comment sections for sure. Uh, thank you so much, Steve. And uh, everyone at quarterback will be this Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. You can catch us breaking down uh, all of the game Sunday, um, including Jets and Bills. So tune in 3 p.m. Saturday as well. Thank you so much, man.